Episode 63 of the Five Star Preps podcast brought to you by Waffle House. Our good friends at Rocky Top Waffles uh, sponsored us during the football season. want to give them a little bit of love on the podcast today. Rocky Top Waffles, my favorite locations out on Paper Mill, out on Cedar Bluff. Those are my spots when I want some bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. I'm not a big waffle guy. I go with breakfast sandwich, and I go with the hash browns, and love both locations. But, of course, there are Waffle House locations all across East Tennessee, so make sure you're giving back to them. Great great family-run business here, uh, Rocky Top Waffles, and I love being partners with them during football season. So I wanted to show them a little bit of love on the podcast today. On the show today, we have new Lakeway Christian football coach, Steve Haywood. Of course, he's been in the Mid-State for the last 10 years, and after his introductory press conference the other day, I reached out to him and said, hey, I don't know you that well. This area may not know you that well. I'm sure the people in the coaching fraternity here locally have probably heard of Steve Haywood and and know what he's about, but let's get you on the show. Let's uh, let me get to know you a little bit better. Let East Tennessee get to know you a little bit better, and he was all about it. So we're going to bring on Steve Haywood in just a minute. We got some housekeeping items to get to the spring sports schedule is back it's about to get going again with baseball softball boys soccer track and tennis and now is a great time to sign up for fivestarpreps.com i haven't publicized this yet but i'm going to give you the podcast listener a little bit of an inside info if you use the code 5sp code 20 5sp code 20 you're going to get 20 percent off your first month or year subscription to five star preps if you sign up for a year that's big time savings as opposed to paying per month so we've had some people um, during the winter break sign up for a year and we took that code down and we're bringing it back for the start of spring sports so you the podcast listener you know it first we haven't put it out on social media so 5sp code 20 we've got all of our spring sports season previews coming out very very soon and of course we cover spring sports harder than anybody Plus, we're going to have all of our spring football coverage and going into the summer break and 7-on-7. So over the next three or four months, I think you're really going to enjoy your five-star preps subscription. You can do that now. And again, 5SP Code 20 is going to get you 20% off your first month or year. Awesome video up on YouTube of Cosby's 55-54 to win over Hampton in the Region 1A semifinals. Last night, a year ago, Hampton beat Cosby, eliminated Cosby on a last-second play, kind of controversial. There was a no-call foul that uh, Cosby fans have been thinking about for a year. Their players have been thinking about for a year. Their coaching staff have been thinking about a year. And last night, Hampton had the ball, two seconds to go on their end of the court, and just a dramatic finish to check that out on our YouTube channel, just search Five Star Preps. Make sure you subscribe. We're almost to 1,000 subscribers, and that's a big benchmark for us. So check all those videos out. we got player highlight films. We've got team highlight films. You can get all of our old documentaries from football season on there. So uh, make sure you check that out. And, again, we're covering basketball harder than any ball, any any media company in this area. I, I don't think that's debatable. Uh, so we... We're at Greenville last night. 
for their game against Elizabethan. We were at Cosby last night for their game against Hampton. We were at Kingston last night for their game against Scott. We had write-ups on our site from all the other games and just in-depth write-ups, not one or two sentences, really going deep into these postseason games and giving our subscribers all the data and all the info that they can need and, and to really set the scene and enjoy this postseason. So make sure you're checking that out as well. All right, no further ado, let's get to our football interview with new Lakeway Christian Academy football coach, Steve Haywood. Now joined by Steve Haywood, new football coach at Lakeway Christian Academy. And how's that sound, Steve? You're, you're now a head football coach. Uh, it, it, sounds, it sounds fun. It's just over the last two or three days, it's been, uh, my head's been thinking about anything other than coaching football, that's for sure. So um, that's the thing that everyone told me, and I found out early that you'll deal a lot more with um, you'll do a lot more with other things other than the football piece of it. But but it's good. Um, I, I'm excited and, and really looking forward to getting there and getting getting going with it. Was being a head coach something you always wanted to do, or is this something that materialized here in your like midway through your coaching career? Yeah, I, um, you know, I, I've always from the time I got here ten years ago. I mean, I just I've always would have loved to run my own program, um, but it never has been on the forefront of like that. That's what my that's what has to happen. Um, having been an assistant as long as I have been, uh, I could have been a head coach before now. Um, we were, I was looking for the right place and, um, really for my girls first, uh, that was important. I got two daughters and, and, um, that was most important to me. I wasn't going to let my dreams and goals uh, outride my family. And, um, so this just happened to be a thing that fit for all of us. But I really think for me, it was a calling of fact of I, I could be very comfortable. I am very comfortable where I sit now. Um, worked for a great man and worked for a great school. And um, so there was really no reason for me to rush out of it. And it just on and on in my life, it became, you know what, um, it's, it's time for you to go out and do do this. I'm excited about doing the head coaching piece, but the real piece is just that I feel like it's what God's called me to do. Um, the people that's poured into my life, the gifts and talents I've been given, um, that it's time for me to pour back into other people's lives. So Kind of knew I wanted to do it. Um, never wanted to be selfish in it, and uh, it just happened to be this is a perfect fit. Covered a lot of coaching changes through my years in journalism, and sometimes they happen right away, and sometimes there's a little bit more of an exhaustive sought, uh, search to it. Uh, how did did Lakeway find you, or did you find Lakeway? Um, you know, it could have been a little bit of both. I've had some people that are really have always been in my side, my corner, um, and, and was looking out for me and said, man, you need to be doing this. I've got... I don't know, six or seven guys who I coached in college and recruited and got them there, and they're head coaches now and have been for some time. And uh, So there were some people, I think, that reached out on my behalf, um, even before I did, and said, you know, you need to try to scoop this guy up, um, which um, there was a few that I know made some calls for me. So I saw the job was open, um, and so I always kind of look into things like that because it's something I was looking for. And then um, one person to another ended up making a connection, and um, I ended up talking to Randy Kaufman there, the – the girls basketball coach and I had a friend of mine, Tate Matthews that knew him. And next thing you know, I got in contact with him and then one thing led to another. So that's kind of where the ball got rolling. And, um, and then, you know, then I was contacted by Lakeway. Did you feel like intrigued by the fact that you could really, really mold this program like you wanted to be? I mean, it's really, I guess, technically it's had two head coaches, but really one and he was only there for a year. So this is still a fledgling program that, that needs direction and somebody to really shape it. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, and I told them when I interviewed, I said, I, 
if you, you know, football-wise, not that I haven't learned a lot in seniors with the game of football, but football-wise, you know, it, it kind of is what it is with me, and I, and I continue to progress and learn because I, I like learning football. But I, I wouldn't even try to interview or, or, or want this job 10 years ago, and I've been a college coach and a coordinator in college. Um, it just wasn't something I could do. But CPA, and haven't been here for 10 years, and, um, and the fact that when we got here, CPA was a good program. It wasn't like we started the program here, but it had been on a little bit of a downswing, and uh, we came here with about what I saw the other day. There was 40-something kids and kids that had not been necessarily in the weight room uh, full-time, and then there was an administration here that said, you know what, it's, it's important. We want it to be important, and they started hiring people, um, and uh, Engel Martin was the first hire, and then he brought in three of us, and there was people that were here already that were assistants um, that were good coaches, and it kind of built from there. So I say that I'm ready for that job, and it was um, I was excited about it because I had the experience to do it. Uh, I don't go in with fears of it um, because, you know, I've seen what it's looked like and kind of how it can get there. And But, again, I was blessed to be in a position to see it. I sure didn't do it here uh, and, and, for, and by myself, and I will not do it at Lakeway by myself. We will we'll have good – there's three or four really good guys there now that I'm looking forward to getting to know uh, and starting it, but then there's a couple more we have to bring in. And, you know, when we do that, then it, it'll start looking very similar, I think, although it's not the same school, so it will look a little different. But to answer your question a lot longer than what you asked me is that um, it's not the same, but there's a lot of things there that did, was intriguing to me. You mentioned it there, so uh, talking about building your staff and, and having three or four guys there already. And out of all the things that you need to do, how important is building that staff and, and creating that sense of stability and, you know, getting in touch with kids and, and starting to work? Yeah, it's the number one thing. It, it is the thing, and it, it's hard for me because I left after the news conference and after I made it official and I'm driving home and, uh, you know, I'll be back there uh, full-time on in the, in the 15th. But it's hard because I had to get my wife and family back, and then I have to do right by the people here at CPA, and they're wonderful to me to say, um, you go forward, um, you do what you need to do in order to get there. But we need a couple weeks, and, and so just to be able to do that was such a blessing on the very end of it. Um, but the, those people are, are number one. The people inside that building, and I was just going to just text um, uh, Coach Lowry, one of the coaches there now, so, man, it just – it's crushing me that I didn't get a chance to know you personally before I left, and that's what I want to do in the next two weeks. So I think we got a really good core there. I'm excited to be to serve them. Um, you know, I, I, as I told them, I'm not coming in to be the head coach, and you guys are going to do what I say. I'm I'm there to help you and serve um, serve those guys. So it's the number one thing. It's just hard because my boots are not on the ground there, and I'm trying to do that. Um, and the last thing I want to do is have a have a Zoom meeting for the first time with the guys that I hope to do life with for the next how many ever years. Um, so, yeah, that, that's exciting to me. You mentioned the name Ingle Martin. And to people in East Tennessee, they're always going to know him as Florida quarterback Ingle Martin. Even though he transferred, I think he finished out his career at Furman maybe. Uh, what did you mm -hmm. learn under him in your 10 years there? And, and what did you soak up in terms of things that you could take into your now head coaching career? Yeah. Uh, well, well, Engel and I just became friends. I mean, we didn't know each other. I, I took the job. He offered me the job, and God works through that. He had a person who was going to coach his offensive line. It was a done deal. It would be like me having my guy ready, and they signed off on him, and I just took the job. And, and then that, that person um, stepped away and didn't do it. And same person, Tate Matthews, who, who's just my, uh, just a great friend of mine, said, hey, you don't have to hire the guy, but, man, just talk to him at least. If you talk to him, I think you're going to like him. And uh, and he did, and I remember I told you I remember where I was at. I was it's Valentine's Day, and I'm in college, going, 
man, I want to get out of this. I want to get to high school. And um, he called me and said, hey, can, I've heard a lot about you. I'd like to talk to you. And, I, and um, so anyway, I came down on Valentine's Day, and I said, you know, uh, he said, your wife may, or may divorce you. And I was like, no, she, <laughs> she's good. She loves me. Uh, she knows she, we want to go this route, too. So anyway, uh, man, we got to know each other, and he's just become a really, really good friend of mine more than anything. And, and you know, going out to eat, having lunch, before we ever talked about football, uh, we've developed a relationship. And so – Really, just being in a relationship with him and another man named Randy Heron and a lot of guys around. And Randy is kind of the coaches of coaches, and things that I'm going to implement there have a lot to do with those two guys. Is the guy a great quarterback coach and a great head coach? He for sure is, but he's a much better leader of men that says, you know, what is important to me is, is the boys that are underneath your tutelage and um and helping them to become men. So overall, that's the number one thing. Organized guy that's very organized on top of this stuff. And, uh, you know, I just, that's the one thing about being a head coach and had to worry about. And so I would say organization, but really just loving the kids and being great to an assistant. Um, most of the people I've worked on have been good to me, but a guy who cares more about his family and wants you to care more about your family and the kids than you do about uh, what we're going to do. I think a lot of people would be surprised on how, how less we do uh, in order to go be with our families and do like that and uh, the buy-in part of it. But, yeah, he's, he's the best. You know, when I heard that you were going to be the coach there, I started doing a little background looking around and checking. And um, But I, I, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on the podcast today, not only for me to get to know you a little bit better, but for people here in East mm-hmm. Tennessee to get to know you a little bit better. Take me back to, to high school, where you grew up, because I think you might be a West Tennessee boy like I am. Oh, I didn't know you were. Where are you from? I'm from Humboldt, Tennessee. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, me too. Sometimes that's <laughs> <laughs> just kids. They're looking for a coach. Yeah, uh, I'm from yeah, I'm from Huntington, Tennessee originally. Yeah. Um, just right out, so up close to close to there, we're close to Milan. That that name usually pops up, but mm-hmm. Huntington itself holds a lot. After I left, I might have had. I think I might have been a part of my senior class in '93. Might have been the worst high school football <laughs> season they had there since like one of the '60s. But um, so I'm telling you, you learn a lot more from losing than you do winning. Yeah. And um, but yeah, from Huntington originally, um, really good coaches there, and actually went through two or three coaches there myself, and then uh, I got a scholarship to go to Austin P State University in Clarksville, and um, and I was there for four years as a player, um, and then I was a, wasn't married yet, didn't, didn't have children, so I kind of stayed in the college thing, and a new coach came in, and and I was a student assistant, and then I was a graduate assistant, um, and then left for a year and went to the University of the Cumberlands up in the eastern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Was there for one year and worked for Dan Haley, one of the better coaches I've ever been around. Um, and then the coach who hired me as a GA brought me back to um, Clarksville, and I was there for 10 years. And so um, was a defensive coordinator there, was an offensive line coach, assistant head coach um, for 10 years there. And like I said, my, my wife Kim and I had our two girls, had Lucy and Hannah, and I, you know, you're on the road recruiting, and, and football was fun, but I wanted to be able to be with my, my girls. And um, so I get to drive in every morning with my girls and take them to work and, uh, and go to school with them, and it's the, it's the joy of my life. And so done that for 10 years, and like I said, then after that it was, um, you know, I feel like I need to go share some of this stuff I've been, I've been given. So when you go to CPA, I think um, you were there for 10 years, as you said. At what point did you become offensive coordinator? Man, I, I don't know. It's, it's, your titles are funny. Um, some people are really into them, and I don't know what makes an offensive coordinator. England and I have always done things together. Again, he, he and I worked side-by-side side, half from, from 10 years ago when we got here, and uh, it was melding the offensive uh, passing game with the, with the running game. And you want to call it, I want to call it. I, I don't know. I've never been around a whole lot of staff. Uh, but when I tell people that, that like, there's six or seven head coaches that, 
that I coach, when I tell them how we how we operate, they're like, I don't see how that works. And, uh, and I was like, well, there's only one way it works, and I won't speak for myself, but it's true. Uh, neither one of us have an ego, uh, and I really could care less. We want to win a football game. And so here's the the, the great Engel Martin, and I'm not saying that tongue-in-cheek, I and mean, he is, um, that played for Spurrier, who threw the ball all over the place, and yet we ran the ball 72 times in the state championship um, because he and I had one thing in common. We want to bring those boys together and keep them together as long as we can in that locker room. And, and the, the, the games are fine, but that's what's important to both of us. And if we need to run it, we're going to run it. And there's times where we threw it uh, 45 times. Um, so I became the offensive coordinator, I don't know, you know, three weeks into a game. And he goes, man, I think we need to start running it more than we're throwing it. And I'll give you some passes when we need them on third downs to take it over, dude. And all right, man, that's good by me. Um, because I, I could have already done this somewhere else if I wanted to, but I was where I wanted to be. So we have a really unique relationship. I hope as it goes further with them, they can do it. And to be honest with you, I hope where I go further, I hope we can do that um, if that's the case. I don't mind doing it on my own, but it's not, again, it's not my show, and it never was his show. Take me back to when you said you were you just got done playing college football at Austin P. You decided to be a student assistant and grad assistant. How – how scary or lean are those years? Maybe fi- financially, mm-hmm. is it something akin to what we would see on a on a last chance? You, you know, some of those coaches mm-hmm. sleeping in dorms and couches and whatever they can do to get by. Yeah, well, I will say this: Austin P is way different now <laughs> than it was then. Uh, and so when I actually when I finish, that's how great. This may not bode well for me. They dropped scholarships the year after my senior year uh, and went to the Pioneer Football League. So uh, that's what I drove that program into. Hopefully that doesn't go for it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so th- that was the case there. And, no, it was good. Those, those two were good to me. But I also had a mother and father that was just great to me and financially. And, you know, they were sure not throwing out uh, $500 checks. But they, they were helping me. They knew kind of what I wanted to do. They knew what I was called to do. But uh, it all depends on how you grow up. You know, I, I didn't have to have um, the greatest things around. But it, I guess I look back on it, it wasn't that bad, but I'm sure I had more health than I realized. Um, and then, but, yeah, I remember my first job at, at Cumberland. When I was GA, got through that. When I went to the University of Cumberland, so I made $16,500. Uh, remember, it was like it yesterday, but I got to eat for a dollar. Uh, at the cafeteria every meal, so it was only three dollars a day to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lived lived above a law firm for two hundred fifty bucks in a you know in a studio apartment, and um, and it, you know I loved it. It was one of the greater times of my life. I was single. I was well, man. Well, how am I going to get? A, I'm looking for a wife. That that part was tough on me. And really, my relationship with Christ really grew a lot through that. Before I got back, because it was the first time I left. Um, I left somewhere that I really knew. And by the way, if anybody's listening, I'm looking for somewhere to rent um, come the 15th. So if anybody knows of a rental or an open uh, room, I sure would take it. Um, so yeah, it was good. And then when I went back, you know, it was all it was all what it was. I mean, this is what college football is. But um, I think that college football coaches, to be honest with you, it's ridiculous. I see some of the jobs offered, and they said, you know, we, we don't pay, but here's what we can do. And, you know, I have been blessed. I've been around people that said that's not good enough. You know, I mean, you're – we know you want to get into it, but um, but the bottom line is, as a human, and especially somebody who has a wife and kids, you know, you don't need to work for peanuts. And and I think I'm working at a place that hopefully understands that with the people that are there working for us, that we need to love and care for them the way we would our own. Did you have much, much um, of a reference point or any type of past history or dealings with East Tennessee to to feel comfortable to come over here to to coach or you kind of taking a leap of faith uh, there 
100% leave and say, yeah, I, I, and now there's people there I know, uh, but as far as saying, hey, um, this is where my wife might go, well, we could go here, we could do this. My girl's been to Dollywood one time, and they really <laughs> like Dollywood, so that kind of sold them that yeah. we might be able to hit up Dollywood. Um, but no, other than that, no, I mean, I, I decided about two or three years ago, um, just in my life with Christ, is that, look, again, I want to go lead, and if I could if I could shape it the way I want to shape it, I have some land that's in West Tennessee still, my brother and I, and it's one of my favorite places to go. Um, and we just got it all fixed up and it was all done. And we got get to take the girls there and ride four wheelers. And, you know, we've got this land. And uh, if, if I could shape it, then I would take a job somewhere right there, you know, and that's why I would sit. But uh, about two or three years ago, I said, Lord, you lead us where you want us and use us. And um, I'm not going to put you, I'm not going to put you in a cage and say, this is what you have to do within these realms. And you know what? It, it seems that he has led us to East Tennessee. So, for my wife and kids, um, they said, I believe in you, and, and we believe that Christ is calling us to do something. So, yeah, it was it, a leap of faith, I guess you could say. But um, and knowing that, that's the reason we're going, it, it makes it um, makes it a lot easier. When you guys were, when you were at CPA, though, I mean, you did, you did get a little bit of um, experience with what I think East Tennessee football is about. You guys faced Alcoa in what in the state championship three consecutive years and i wonder if you can kind of speak to those games and what those experiences were like yeah well you know we talk about it a lot um before we got to this point just how playing really good teams is what really made us better coaches and um we played jeff morris and Milan leading up to some of those games that got knocked out by them and then we played um coach rankin and alcoa and um you know there was just a sense of things like i talk about because we talk a lot about here and believe in it that that loving kids and kids knowing that they're loved and cared for is what helps you win football games. And, uh, but learning that it's in it, our kids. And I would say coach Morris and, and, uh, and at Alcoa was, you know, learning that you can do that, but at the same time, somewhere or another, you, you got to grit your teeth and you got to knock somebody backwards. And it's not just playing football. So it's the combination of those two understanding. And I would say those two, those two teams alone and, and uh, for sure in Alcoa, um, that they kind of taught you that, you know, <laughs> We won a game seven to nothing, uh, so there's another offensive uh, <laughs> a great game plan we had. But we looked at it and said, man, the only thing we can do is try to keep these fellows off the field to give us a chance, and um, and we grinded it out because that's what we had to do. So there's no question that, you know, I think early on in our years coaching, we got to play those guys three times. You learned a whole lot about yourself and um, and then looking to continue to do that. Yeah, I know the, the Alcoa staff, when they um, saw that you were – you were getting that job at Lakeway. I know spoke highly of you, and so uh, I think you know they got to know what you do at least X's and O's on the field pretty well, and had the utmost respect for what you and Ingle do there. So, um, just you, you mentioned a little bit, and as far as how you go about things on the field, whether you need to pass it fifty times or run it fifty times, and uh, have you been able to dig into personnel yet at? at Lakeway or look at huddles or anything and just to start to get a sense of what you might be able to do? No, not, not at all. I, I sat in a team meeting and, and, and I think it was one of the better players probably just happened to be sitting in the front, which I'm proud for him. And I said, you know, when you, when we will become a good team, when you, and I pointed him and said, when you care about this person on your side and that person on the other side more than you do about yourself. And I, I didn't even know at the time who I was speaking with, but I haven't. Somebody asked me about Huddle. Engel said, you know, uh, about Huddle. I said, man, I'm, I'm pretty sure they've got some, but I didn't even look because that wasn't on the forefront of it. Um, so, yeah, I have no idea what we have going in. I, I wouldn't say that. I have looked at a couple games, but nothing in particular of, like, this is what we're going to do um, because we're, there's so much other things that are going on before we ever get to that point. I will be as fired up 
as I am in this interview, uh, and more so whenever um, I get a chance to actually teach something <laughs> and actually coach something. But we're we're a ways away from that, not just because I'm here, just because there's a lot to lead up to it. And uh, I just want to make sure that we take care of the boys and put them in the best position. But no, I I have not looked at those pieces. I've done everything from played in the triple to went no huddle and went as fast as we can go to slowing it down. Um, there's a lot of things to do. And like I said, the, the biggest thing we want to make sure we do is we put our boys in a position for them to be successful um, and that we keep it simple and that we have fun with them. And um, as a staff, uh, we will sit down together and, and knock that out of saying what we think that, what that should look like. Well, Steve, man, I appreciate you joining us on the podcast today. I know you got some things to get to and some meetings to get to, so it was good to get to know you a little bit better, and hopefully the people here in East Tennessee feel like they know you a little bit better and what you're about, and I wish you guys the the best of luck in in your journey to East Tennessee and as we get closer to to spring football. Yes, sir. Thanks so much. I appreciate it and look forward to getting to know you better. Absolutely. Thanks again, Steve, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jess. All right, bye. That's Steve Haywood. Head football coach now at Lakeway Christian Academy, and really going to be interesting to see how they build that program. Again, Bruce Fowler was the head coach at one point to start that program from ground zero and bring it up. He was a former head football coach at Furman, and so there was a lot of expectations and excitement around Bruce Fowler, and then he decided that you know he needed to, to step away and, and I think retire and and so then it got passed on to Jermel Jones. He took that in March of 2020 and was really, man, it just, the the cards are stacked against J- Jermel. I just, you take that job in early March, then COVID hits. You don't get spring football. You don't get seven on seven. You don't really even get much of a summer practice at all. You're a new coach. You're from Florida. You don't know anybody up here. The AD who hired you, um, steps away from the school right before the season begins. So then you probably feel like you don't have that guy who's fighting for you in your corner. And it was just um, just a tough go for Jamel. And uh, they didn't get to have a full season. And, you know, he goes back to Florida. I think he announces that in early January. And it took Lakeway about two months to find their guy. But I think you can listen to Steve Haywood on this podcast. You can read stories that we've written about him. You can go and read things on the internet from his time at CPA, and you got to feel good about the guy that you got. If you're Lakeway, if you're a Lakeway fan or a player or a parent or a teacher there, administrator, you got to feel good about what Steve Haywood has said publicly so far in the press conference, on this podcast, uh, in other media. And so now it's imperative that he goes and builds that staff that's not only Christ minded like he, he is, you got to have guys around you who are uh, along the same vein so you got to have that team chemistry as a coaching staff and let that trickle into your locker room if your staff's not getting along your locker room's not getting along players can sense that kids can sense that so it's uh, it's imperative that he finds a staff that all kind of gets along they all share the same vision of building this program up from nothing and then some of these guys have to know people in East Tennessee that's going to attract talent. Look, they're a private school. they gotta, they got to pick and pluck players from around the area or maybe even out of state. Who knows? But it's um, it, you got to have the right guys if you're a private school to build it and to build a locker room and to build, build a contender. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does over the next one to three years. Uh, Lakeway needs stability. 
I think we've established that. They need somebody that's going to be there five to ten years at a minimum. And hearing Steve Haywood talk, I think he's a level-headed guy. He's a Christ-centered guy. And uh, so if he gets that administrative support and they back him, I could see him staying there for a while. So it's all going to work together at Lakeway, and we'll see if they can do that. So that's going to wrap up Episode 63 of the Five Star Preps Podcast. Again, presented by Waffle House. Make sure you're stopping by, getting you some waffles or your hash browns or your breakfast sandwiches, whatever you like to get there. Uh, They have been a big supporter of what we do at Five Star Prep, so I hope you guys support them as well. That'll do it. We'll talk to you later on this week. We're going to have another podcast coming up, so stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you give us, hopefully, a five-star rating on uh, whatever platform you listen to, and uh, we'll catch you next time.